All right, let me tell you about American Financing. American Financing is the place you can go if you're looking to save uh, money. You could save $100, $200, $500, even $1,000 every single month. Is that you or me? I think you've got some computer issue going on over there. Um, it, uh, if you want to save, uh, if you want to save a lot of money, it's plain and simple. All you have to do is refinance your mortgage, or you can uh, get a consolidation loan without resetting your mortgage term, and you can fold them all in, get a lower rate for interest, and save yourself a bunch of money. I mean, because you're probably going to save. I mean, if you're paying fourteen percent. You're probably going to be saving 12% every single month. That's a lot of money over the year. Make sure you call American Financing now. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. They're open for you right now. AmericanFinancing.net. tape alert this is not a drill i repeat this is not a drill wrap your head with duct tape because we go into georgia where the devil has gone down to in 60 seconds Yeah, and you know what? It, it really is the Glenn Beck program, and we're thrilled to be here. Let me tell you about Built Bar. Uh, if you are looking for something, you know, I've always said, I'm going to have a talk with God. When, we, when I cross over to the other side, assuming that I'm facing him, I'm going to say, love it. Love what you did with the planet, the trees, the sky, beautiful. I mean, Seattle and Cleveland might need some explaining all of Minnesota, but I really want to talk to you about how come everything I like is fattening? Why? I want to know. Why is everything that is good, that tastes good, you gave me a tongue, that, that everything that tastes good sucks for your health? Well, I think he has answered my prayer. Built Bar. Built Bar. It is three to five net carbs, low in calories, protein, very high, high in fiber, and it tastes like a candy bar. It really does. Try it. Built Bar. If you're looking for something to snack on, something to get you through the day, but something doesn't have any aftertaste. I mean, it doesn't doesn't taste like a chemical is even I mean, it, it doesn't taste like it's ever met the people at Dow. And that's the way it should be. It's healthy for you, and it tastes good. Made with real chocolate. It's BuiltBar.com. That's BuiltBar.com. I want to thank, first of all, before we go on, the two clowns that filled in for me yesterday uh, and the day before. And what about the day before that? Thank you for mm-hmm. uh, for doing that. Are you alive? Will you make it I, through this? I don't know if that is. 
I don't know if I'm going to make it through it. I'm going to try. Do you want to be alive considering uh, no. the pain you're in? No, I don't. Okay. I can explain the pain in my back, and today is the first day I can really explain, and I'm willing to, probably because of the high drug content, uh, but uh, willing to explain the pain in my ass, too. And I think it comes from the left and the media. I don't understand. Now, help me out because you've been here, but as a... As an objective viewer from afar, I don't seem to really connect with this America hates Asians story. For some reason, that just doesn't ring true to me. Especially coming from the people who have now said Asians aren't really a minority. That Asians, uh, there are too many Asians in our Ivy Leagues. It doesn't seem to ring true to me uh, from the progressives that were the ones that put Asians in camps. Now, are there is there hatred among Asians and other races? Sure. Why? Because racism is not a white problem. Racism is a human problem. You know what? You want to know where where the biggest collection of Asian haters really is? I can I can lead you right to their camp. It's called the Communist Party of China. Oh, how could you say that? Because in China, you really have to be Chinese. And not all the people that are born in China are Chinese. You know what I'm saying? Wink, wink, dog whistle. There are places, if you're not really Chinese, according to their definition, you can't stay at a certain hotel. You can't go to certain restaurants. Now, I'm not even talking about the Uyghurs. I'm talking about those who have deemed, who have been deemed not Chinese enough. You and I would say they're Chinese, but the Chinese don't. They were born in China, which would kind of make them Chinese, wouldn't it? No. What a racist. Here's why this doesn't connect. First, I haven't heard until recently. And why is it that these things keep being sprung on us? And we're like, wow, did you know that, Bill? No, I didn't know that. We're all racist against Chinese people. Apparently so. Gee, that takes me by a, t- I mean, total shock to me. You know, I'm really, really glad uh, that, uh, you know, the media is here. That's right. And the left. Now that the media and the left, they get it. They get it. And they get it way before we do. It's almost like they're softening the ground. I hadn't heard any of this stuff in the last five years. Have you? Sarah, can you turn my computer down so it doesn't keep sending alerts? Uh, I keep I keep hearing recently about all of this Asian hatred. And it's blamed on Donald Trump for saying Jeddah in the Jeddah blue. Okay, how much of a moron do you have to be to take it out on your Asian neighbor? That the Jeddah flu came from Jeddah. How I, you're a moron. First of all, here's a little safety tip: not all Asians are Chinese. <gasps> what? 
Yeah. Yeah. And even if you are Chinese, doesn't mean that you made the flu. And you were on the phone with your Chinese handlers. Okay, here's the time to release it. That's just, you're just a stupid, insane person if you believe in any of that. Here's the other reason why this doesn't work. Have you noticed they keep calling the place where these, these women un, were un, unfortunately at, where they were killed? They keep referring to them as spas. And I think to myself, a spa? The guy walked in where one of those, you know, Kenny G albums are playing and must have been the Kenny G, right? They're not spas. They're, let me put it less politely. Please. What? We all know what they are. At least what they're insinuating they are. Not that I've attended any of these particular so establishments. You say, but notice it, you're sticking up. It does what? seem like they're being very clear that there is additional uh, additional services. Why are, are they calling? Why are they calling them spas? They're massage parlors. Sure. Okay. Massage parlors. They're now, not again, nail they're not massage parlors really either. No, they're they? not. I mean, at least that's again what they're insinuating in all the coverage because they're saying. That these women are, are being fetishized and that they are there to only provide a service to, you know, evil white men. Okay. So, but again, like if it's like if it's an actual spa, Wait. that wouldn't be how you described it. Right. You, you describe it as a as a place to relax. Right. And there's plenty a place of to get a spas. Yeah. A place to right. get a massage that doesn't have a happy ending. There you go. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be the that mm-hmm. would be a spa. The rest of it is just a guise for some sort of prostitution. That's what that's what it is. So why are we conjuring up? It's a spa. It's a spa. When I first heard the story, I thought it was a nail salon. This guy got into us. So shut up a nail salon. Oh, it's a spa. Spa. Really? The only no. only hesitation I would put on this, because the media is absolutely insinuating this is just a front for prostitution, but they they keep saying spa anyway. So the I, only thing I would I only I thing listen I would, to NPR this morning. Yeah. Ah, no, they're saying it's an out and out spa. It's, it's just spa. an out and out spa. Out and out spa. Because, I mean, I think you get the they keep saying, you know, it's well, he said it was about a sexual addiction. It's like a sexual addiction. That's right. Why would you if you're sexually addicted, why would you shoot up a spa unless you were expecting a happy ending and you didn't get one? Why would your target be a spa? And that would be my only hesitation here. Right. And that maybe this guy is just going around to places he believes are, are, are maybe he's never been to this place before. He's just shooting people randomly. Look at I just how don't many hoops. Line these I know, people. I know. Look how many hoops. I, first of all, even if they were prostitutes, you don't shoot them. Well, of course not. But right. I just don't want to. I don't want to uh, extra malign them and say that they were involved in this. If we just don't know for sure. So, but that is definitely the what the media just is because, saying. Again, again, look at the hoops. That you, now it may be the drug. Should I go home? You should definitely not be here today. That's right. not. There's no question okay. about that. Because but, I mean, I thought I could do it without medicine today. I've been sitting here for about two hours, and uh uh-uh. uh no, you need, uh-uh. need so the I'm drugs. on medicine. So yeah. I, at any time, you can tell me to go home because I've got a lot to well, say. I'm just the only reason I'm making any qualifications here is because I don't trust the media. 
I, I just don't. I don't think it's. I don't. I don't trust anybody. They're anymore. giving you the insinuation that this is what was going on there. This guy. We just don't have okay. Okay. Of it. Wait a minute. This guy is a sex addict. He even That's said what, what, what he's he says. in. He's in. Now he's in jail, and he's like, "Wait a minute! It was a race crime. No, I was a sex addict." <laughs> I mean, even he's surprised. How do you make this? If the guy says, even even the officials are reporting. You know who's not reporting that? You want to talk about a president just going off uh, half cocked? No pun intended. Is Joe Biden and Kamala Harris immediately just saying this is this is you know violence against Asians? Well, technically it is violence against Asians. Technically, but that doesn't make it a hate crime. Now, did he did he not shoot? Were there a bunch of white people? And he's like, move out of the way, move out of the way, move out of the way. Oh, we know 25 percent of the people he killed were not Asian. Oh, so, wait a minute. So is he just a bad shot, too? It, it could be. Could be that person. He, he could have gone there. We, look, he could have gone there just to kill Asians. And maybe a white person jumped out at him and he shot them. I don't know. We sure. don't know. Or he was a sex addict, like he says. And he saw that sex parlor and people that were in there as a contributor or something he couldn't kick. And so he was going to take it on because he was pissed at them because he's a sex addict. That's, it's certainly the explanation that is most likely. Right? Most it's, likely, it's what, but it's not what, the one that the administration and the media is pushing. Right. The media the media keeps saying basically like don't believe the officer because all he's doing is telling you what the what the murderer said. Ah, okay. But it's like first of all, the murderer confession is a good starting point. Yeah, he's you know, he was there. Secondly, the the police tend not to blurt out these things unless they have additional evidence, right? They tend to look at this and say, "Okay, we have this piece, this piece, and he's saying it's this. This does make sense. Are these the police officers that just were awarded a gold medal up at the Capitol? Are they? <laughs> are they? No. No, they weren't. Those are the only good police officers. Those are the, the only good police officers, officers are the police officers who were at the Capitol the right. day of, of January 6th. Nancy Pelosi is honored to give them a, a gold medal, the nation's highest honor from Congress, which, fine. That's totally fine. All the other people who are oppressors. But all the uh, other cops you can't believe. <laughs> no, they're all terrible, except for the ones that defended them on Man. that one day. Cops, do you know who your friends are? Oof. Military, do you know who your friends are? Because it's certainly not these people. My gosh, now you can't believe the cop, even though cops are great and we're handing out gold medals and we've never said a bad thing about a cop ever. Oh, wait a minute. I've got to get to my press conference about how all these Asians are being killed by Trump supporters. This is insanity. Insanity. And it's and it stops by people standing up. I have no problem with Asians. Why would I? Every Asian I've ever met is likable, and that is racist. <laughs> because I'm sure there's some perfectly horrible Asians as well. Probably are, just like every other group. On every Earth. other mm -hmm. group has good, has bad. Mm -hmm. Why would you? First of all, if we didn't learn our lesson after FDR threw people into prison camps, we never will. It was the progressives that threw them into internment camps. The military didn't want to do that. 
FDR went and said, I, you know, I've got to keep it on the QT here, but they're not white. And I know I'm a big progressive hero and everybody loves me. And uh, I'm hiding my wheelchair, by the way, because the people who would vote for me, they're so bigoted that they would they wouldn't be able to see a strong man in a wheelchair. But let's leave that aside. Let's just talk about the Asian problem. Pentagon said, what Asian problem? The problem on the West Coast. What problem on the West Coast? There are a lot of Asians there. So I think we should scoop them up and put them. They might be working with Japan. Pretty Mm. sure that's not the deal, FDR. Well, you're part. I'm assigning you a task to go out there. You get a task force together. You go out there. You talk to a bunch of them Asians and find out. They came back. They reported there's no Asian problem. Then December 7th happened. And he pulled something out of his bag of tricks that most people don't even know. Another huge progressive lie that another big progressive told in World War I. Oh, the appearance of Woodrow Wilson. Is he back? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's back. You want real you want real lies from real presidents that the left reveres? Stick with me for 60 seconds. Remind me, because I'm... Whew. Anyway, Relief Factor. Uh, Relief Factor is here. Relief Factor has kept my pain at bay for a very, very long time. Right now? Eh, not so much. Uh, but Relief Factor can help people... Uh, It helped me stay out of pain for three years, three solid years. And my pain will come back once in a while. You know, I'll have flare ups or whatever. I do something stupid like I did this weekend with my back. And then, you know, I got real problems. But I had problems where I didn't even think I could I could paint anymore. I could write anymore. Relief factor has taken all of that pain and has made it go away. Relief Factor, relieffactor.com or call 800-583-84, relieffactor.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So there was another real racist uh, progressive president. His name was Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, uh, he won a second term because he was promising we'll never go to war. I'm not going to I'm not going to involve the American troops uh, into some crazy war in some far off land called Europe. If they want to fight, they can fight. A vote for me is a vote to stay out of war. Oh, kind of like Biden's. A vote for me will will ensure that no one who is making uh, under $400,000 a year will ever get a tax increase. Eh, lie. Woodrow Wilson, eh, lie. Woodrow Wilson, uh, there was something called the Black Tom incident. Now, Woodrow Wilson is the guy who said, as, a, uh, as the head of Princeton, that I'm going to, the, 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 uh, The goal of every university is to make a young man the most unlike his father as possible. So 
You don't think it's an indoctrination camp? It's been an indoctrination camp since Woodrow Wilson was the head of Princeton. He gets in and uh, he doesn't want to go to war, but there's something called the Black Tom incident where we had a, a munitions dump right right on just right behind the Statue of Liberty. And the Germans had infiltrated and they were pissed at us for sending munitions over to our allies and not to Germany. And so they decided to blow it up. It was an elaborate scheme, yada, yada, yada. It was so such a huge explosion that it broke every window from a uh, southern tip of Manhattan up to about 40th Street. Broke every window. It registered a two on the Richter scale in Baltimore. It pierced the Statue of Liberty. You can't go up into its arm anymore. Do you even know why you can't go up the arm? I've always heard it was hurt. I always heard it cracked or something was it was weak. It was weak because of Black Tom. The day before Black Tom, anybody could go up into the arm of the Statue of Liberty. Afterwards, it was so weakened that no one is allowed up into the arm anymore. Woodrow Wilson, he covered it up. He he blamed it on giant companies that were too greedy to protect uh, the country and also to protect their own workers. He said it was a mishap. It wasn't. It was German spies. He knew it at the time, but he buried it. And it was only pulled out after December 7th, 1941. And FDR starts a campaign about Black Tom. Hey, by the way, we, we did all that uh, research. You know, we told you we we're going to get back to you on Black Tom. We've just heard the final report. It turns out it was Germans. Mm -hmm. They were here. They infiltrated. Now, if the Germans could do that, can you imagine what could happen here with the Japanese in the Pacific? These guys have lied from the beginning. These guys, the progressives, have hated minorities. They are talking down to all minorities. And now, now, they're trying to say that all white people not only hate blacks, but hate the people that they have been targeting themselves in schools. Really, I'm having a hard time swallowing this. Back in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. This line is applied for by all of us for many different things. Going to that youth summer camp where the teenagers got murdered 10 years ago. Telling your wife that, yeah, you do kind of look fat in that dress. And, of course, the granddaddy of all bad ideas, buying into a timeshare. Now... You're stuck owning a portion of a property that you don't control. You probably can't visit most of the time, especially with COVID. And the locations that you actually want to visit, you're, yeah, we can't get you in there this time. But, and you're still paying the maintenance fees all the while. It's time to call Timeshare Termination Team. They 100% guarantee that you're going to get out legally and your or your money back. So you get out or they give you every dime back, no questions asked. Time timeshareterminationteam.com go there now timeshareterminationteam.com or you can call them at 888-GET-YOU-OUT 888-GET-YOU-OUT timeshareterminationteam.com 
Have the peace of mind that comes with a 100% money-back guarantee. TimeshareTerminationTeam.com And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV now. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, I refuse... I refuse to follow in her footsteps and the and the footsteps of her family for generations trying to silence the P. It will not be silenced. Jen Psaki has blamed the Trump administration's rhetoric on the corona pandemic for elevating threats against Asian Americans as investigators probe the motives of a suspect in a shooting spree that killed six Asian women in and around Atlanta, Georgia. So are those the only ones killed were the six Asian women? Uh, no, there was two uh, uh, other people who were killed. And but they don't even, they're not even, they're not even part of this story. It's just he killed six Asian women. Yes, no, he killed eight people, and there's another person in, I believe, uh, serious condition or critical condition. Okay. Which right. was not Asian. Well, I guess we don't care about those people, because this is only I talking about six Asian women. tend to care about all of them, but uh, yeah. that does seem to be what yeah. this story yeah. is indicating. Yeah, me too. Okay. Um, President Biden has come out and said, I think there's no question that some of the damaging rhetoric that we saw during the prior administration calling COVID the Wuhan virus or Mm. other things led to perceptions of the Asian American community that were inaccurate, unfair, and it is elevated threats against Asian Americans that we're seeing around the country. Mm. We'll go into that a little more uh, a little later. Last week, he denounced crimes against the group uh, during a prime time address, describing the violence as un-American. I 100% agree. However, on Wednesday, he said he would not be speculating on the motive behind the Atlanta shooting. But wait a minute. Didn't you just say that it's the rhetoric of Donald Trump that is? I'm making no connection at the moment of the motivation of the killer. Robert Aaron Long has been charged with killing eight people. Investigators said he told the police that the attack was not racially motivated, that he claimed to have a sex addiction. Listen to, listen to this next paragraph. Even so, the deaths immediately provoked fears among local Asian Americans that the attack was directed against them following an apparent surge in assaults coinciding with the coronavirus pandemic. Mm. Wait a minute. We should not be spreading fear. We should be spreading fact. Pat Gray joins us now from Pat Gray Unleashed. Hello, Pat. Hello, Glenn. How much do you hate the Asian community? uh, Not at all. Not even one iota. It's so bizarre that this is because it's the China flu or the Wuhan flu. Do you remember that... After the German measles came out, we got so pissed at Germans and went to war against them. Amen, remember, brother. Remember when we Amen. went to war against them because yeah. of the German measles? Exactly remember right. It's, mm-hmm. it's just so Remember acidity. when we all said, I'm having more bacon than I've ever dreamt after the swine flu? You remember yeah. that? Yeah. We're like, slaughter them hogs. Kill the pigs. Well, actually, they did yeah, kill yeah. the pigs. Yeah, they that's did. a different. They did. Kind of. They also <laughs> said that, that he was having a really bad day. And that was one of the motivations for it. So wait, he was he was killing them because, in his own interpretation, they were temptations that Temptation. he couldn't refuse. Yes, and so he was going to kill them. And he was at the end of his rope and having a really bad day. Now I've had really bad days before. Stu, 
you had really bad days? I have. Yeah, yeah not yeah. that bad. Not that not bad. bad. I, I've and not had many, a day. How many people did you guys kill? Uh, none. Zero, Zero people. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had oh. bad days. Now I don't know yeah. what his day was like, but I've had some pretty whopper bad days. Yeah. And not once yeah. did I say, "Let's go kill a bunch of people." No. No. Uh-uh. You know what? That is an indication of absolute insanity. Totally complete insanity. Not hatred for Asians, but absolutely out of your mind nuts. Just like uh, this is you, like so the, you think you think insane you you, you think the word pers- loss of perspective might mm-hmm. be a little light quite quite yes. light okay because I was thinking maybe it's just a loss of perspective <laughs> yes you're having a bad day but they don't get perspective yeah. there yeah yeah wait till tomorrow and maybe it gets a little better right uh, right perhaps right go see a go see a doctor I mean. It's reminiscent of, you know, the Boomtown Rats song that's based on a 1979 shooting, right? You, I don't like Monday. It's the, I'm sorry, it's uh, based on the what? The Boomtown Rats song. Uh, I, I just, don't like if Mondays. If you've been listening already today, you've already yeah. learned a history lesson. Maybe you didn't know about Black Tom, why we don't go into the Statue of Liberty, how oh. it was, how that was, how that was used to round mm-hmm. up Asian Americans, you know. 20 years later. Why are you still blabbing? He was about to tell us this Boomtown Rat story. Right. I just I just want to point out, now you're learning even deeper history with yes. yeah. Boomtown, yes. Boomtown Rats. Is that the name of the... That's the name I mean, of the rock Don't band. act like you don't know the song, I Don't Like Mondays. You were in you, you FM radio for yes. 100 years. I don't ever remember playing the Boomtown Rats. Come on. I Don't Like Mondays? Was a You've never played that? Big song, wasn't it? Mm, yes. I mean, it was a pretty big song. I, don't know that it was I think I would huge. remember Boomtown Rats, even with all of my alcohol use. So they write this song. Song, I don't like Mondays based on what this uh, killer said. Uh, she was 16 years old and she was having a bad day. She didn't like Mondays. And so a reporter asked her why she shot eight children and wounded them and killed two adults. Oh my gosh. And her response was, I don't like Mondays. And uh, this livened up the day. I mean, that's insanity. It wasn't because of anybody's race. It's just a uh, person who's lost did we mind. really look? I mean, that was that was in the time when we no, we didn't we, look. We did. Yeah, look. this is that was at the time. Look it up yeah. right now. What were who were the people that they killed? Because this is in a time mm, where we see. had systematic racism that we all denied. That's true. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, and mm-hmm. I don't like systematic racism. <laughs> uh, race of people <laughs> in San Diego. I'm not sure. Vice how to President. Put it. <laughs> Vice President. <laughs> Vice yeah. President, keep looking. It'll be yeah. you'll be surprised what will come up yeah, okay. with Google. Vice mm-hmm. President Kamala Harris said yesterday, "We do not yet know. We're not yet clear about the motive, and I don't want to say our Asian Af- our Asian American community. I just want to tell you that we all stand together with you and understand this is how frightening and shocked and outraged you are, and how frightened, shocked, and outraged all people are." Yeah, except I don't think you mean all people. I don't think Kamala Harris would include me in that. And why are because I'm I'm with her 100 percent. I'm outraged. I'm shocked. I'm horrified. If this was a target of the Asian community, that's got to stop. That's got to stop. If it was just because the guy was insane, that's got to stop. Okay, this time you'll notice it's not the gun's fault. This time, it's the hatred for Asian Americans 
who those people who harbor those kind of hatreds have a lot of guns. You watch it will come together quickly. Um, So why is it that she is? I want to make it clear. I want to say to our Asian American community that we stand with you and understand how this is frightened and shocked and outraged you. Well, yes, I agree with that 100 percent. But is it too much to say it looks like he might have been targeting massage parlors? And so mm-hmm. if you're a massage parlor worker, we also understand that you might be shocked and outraged and horrified as well. And we stand with you. Except it's more important for them to fear monger right now. It is. Well, it's the tone, right? Yeah. Like we've been having we made it. We had all these statements from these companies. This has been the new, the narrative bubbling under <laughs> for months and now this is the narrative mm-hmm. this is the event that proves it right but again it doesn't prove it even like there's this thing that that's happening now where with these statements where the guy came out and he said like i'm a sex addict and the police are coming out and and indicating that's what they believe this was not an an asian hate crime but someone who uh, has some very strange uh, uh, guilt about getting uh, massages and and God knows what else, and is trying to you know do some terrible thing re- related to that. So the the fallback position here's one example of it. There's no reason to take it face value in the first place. This guy's word. He's a suspect who just confessed to a mass murder. But it's beyond absurd to parse it out as it's not racial. He just sees women as these very specific place at these very specific places as sexual objects who exist for his own gratification. Okay, so like, saying, wait, wait, that's wait, wait, wait. the racial thing is that we're sexualizing oh. Asian and fetishizing oh Asians right which again okay mm. let's just take it again let's just take that at face value and say that's true it's a totally different narrative than Donald mm-hmm. Trump said the coronavirus was the Wuhan virus right like it's a totally different argument and it has nothing to do with the thing you've been telling us has been going on and you're acting as if it's a continuation of that and you also might want to uh include one of the big purveyors of that japan have you seen uh japanimation have you seen the way women are sexualized uh in in japan i mean it's it's not a white problem it's a human problem sex and fetishes a human problem not a white not a black not an asian problem not a hispanic problem a human problem so if you yeah. want to talk about fetishization of women, why don't we start at the Grammys? Why don't we start with Cardi B and what she did? Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was going to say, Stu looked at me like, I have no idea. Don't ask me. I have no idea. I was going to give you a compliment for being one of the people that I know that has no idea what happened on the Grammys. I did not watch a second of it. Oh, nor I didn't have either. I read a story about either. it. But did you, did you hear I, about it with I, Cardi B? I... I I heard something about okay. Cardi B. I don't know exactly what Full she did. Full-fledged lesbian grinding scenes. Okay? Oof. Like. Man. Yeah. And so don't talk to me about who's fetishizing women. Mm. That's just freeing. That's God. just freeing. That was That's just, just freeing. Uh, there's no. Mm-hmm. It's liberating. There's no it's liberating. Yeah. There's nothing yeah, degrading about that at all. You know, they're also making this into sort of a religious thing because supposedly this guy's super religious. Really? So, wait, he was removing one temptation uh, uh, that he has in he didn't want to have sex with these women, I guess. But he's willing to ignore the greatest commandment in not murdering somebody. But he's super religious. 
I, I don't hey, think let's so. Let's work on one sin at a time. Okay. <laughs> no, right. let's just let's. I can't do all ten at once. God, that's unreasonable. Like, give me two or three. All right, not gonna fetishize women mm-hmm. and have crazy sex and covet. And I think there's a them, lot. That's okay, right? Well, I'm still no. working on you know the first and second, mm-hmm. uh, and because I swore, I swore while I was I was thinking <laughs> about killing him. I swore, and I thought. I got to stop that. And then I got, you know, I, I was having a bad day. I lost my focus. I loaded the gun. Mm-hmm. I shot them. Uh, none of this makes sense. And unfortunately, the media has zero credibility when it comes to this. Oh, but wait, there is a great editorial in the Wall Street Journal today about this and about the progressives and their love of the Asian community. I'll give you that here in a second. Oh, my gosh. Real estate agents I trust. So you've announced to your family you're going to be moving soon. And as you feared, your sister's kid is offered to become your full-time real estate agent. You know, I mean, he's been doing it on the side for a while now, and he's had three or four clients total. But, you know, you got to give him a chance. Uh I would like to advise you to take a good hard look at that kid or anybody. Be honest with yourself. If he, you know, if... All he's ready to do is flip the hamburger. You might ask, you know, I don't I don't want fries with my house. Maybe it's time you look elsewhere. Maybe it's time you go to the professionals. Professionals are uh, are all that we work with at realestateagentsitrust.com. The agents who work with us know the best practices. They're there to get the job done for you, done right the first time. We find the best in the industry in your area. But don't take my word for it. Interview one for yourself. That's real estate agents I trust. The name says it all. Real estate agents I trust.com. Real estate agents I trust.com. Welcome to the Glenbeck program. There is a great editorial in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the North Thurston Public Schools in Lacey, Washington, made headlines in November when their equity report classified, not equality, equity report classified Asians, Asian Americans, along with whites instead of students of color. Apparently, the Asian Americans were doing too well academically to be students of color. After what the district said was an overwhelming public response, it admitted its category choices had racist implications and dropped the equity report from its website. To normal Americans, it makes no sense. How are Asian Americans not people of color? But give the North Thurston folks credit for following progressive logic to its conclusion. This is why this is so important, because most people don't understand what's happening. You probably do, but this is a great explanation to share with your friends. Modern progressive theory, this is beyond progressives now, modern progressive theory more or less divides the nation between the oppressors, defined as whites, and the oppressed, defined as everyone else. In this framework, achieving success puts you on the side of the oppressors and thus makes you white or white adjacent even if your family came from China or India. Calling it progressive to send children of color the message that achievement is white is an irony lost on the woke. Bigoted laws such as the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882 or actions such as the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II 
were once thought among the worst stains on American history left by anti-Asian racism. But these days, the characterization of Asian Americans as the model minority triggers the woke. Asian Americans are caught in a bind, condemn the system of white supremacy and privilege along with other people of color or be banished from the victim group as white adjacent. Now, this is this is according to Wenyan Wu, the executive director of Californians for Equal Rights. The end goal here is to pit people against each other as if our hyphenated identities are bigger than our common destiny as Americans. The principal reason for this is the fact of Asian Americans achievement. This is an embarrassment to progressives because it undermines the claim that structural racism dooms non-white citizens to the margins of the American dream. So Asian American achievement must either be dismissed or somehow made to be white and sacrificed at the altar of equity. I urge you to read that and share it with a friend from the Wall Street Journal while we are allowed to share things like this. More in a minute. I have to tell you, I am so glad that I feed Uno Rough Greens. Uh, We are having our house uh, redone, and he is all over the house and the yard and everything else. He's like, he's such a great dog. He is on guard all the time, and he gets to bed at night at 8 o'clock, and I've never seen him sleep like this before. He just is worn out. It's like when we're up at the farm, and he's just running the farmland all day. Uh, and he just is worn out. I, I can't imagine what he'd be like without rough greens. Yeah, it makes a big difference. It does. It does. Huge difference. How long did it take before your dog saw it? You saw a difference in your dog? I mean, eating, it's instant. instant. You just see them, they just dive into yeah. it. Um, but I, I would say, I don't know, a week or two maybe? Really? Uh, maybe. I think it took me, because I think I've put a lot into the food, I think it probably took me about a... Did you use rough greens? Did you give portions like you do with ice cream for I humans? Do, and then <laughs> uh, They're going to run out at the factory if you, you do will, that. You will see. Just keep feeding your dog this. You will see massive changes in your dog. Listen, you have to make sure that the dog likes it first. Our dogs love it. But they want to give you a free bag of Rough Greens just to try. All you pay is for the shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash back. Make sure slash back to get the free bag. Roughgreens.com slash back. Or you can call 833-GLEN-33. That's G-L-E-N-N-33. Back in the saddle, ready for another day today. Asians under attack? Was it a crazy man or was it a Donald Trump supporter that was just wound up by the Wuhan virus? We've covered that. We have more to cover. But we also have two other things, one relating to COVID. A woman who is likely to be arrested today because she refused to close her business for COVID. She's from Poland. 
I'm interested to hear what she has to say about the way America is dealing with this and if there is any reflection on how Poland used to deal with things like this when they were under Soviet rule. We'll talk to her in a half an hour and also an update on something that is happening in Texas that I'm telling you will happen all over the country and it may not be on this particular item but it could be especially if you live in the south fema has just rented our convention center for months and they're going to be housing three thousand teenage males that have come across our border they have no place to put them how did this happen we've been investigating we'll give you some of that in 60 seconds program all right uh our commercial uh, sponsor this half hour is relief factor i want to tell you about bill he's the type of runner who regularly places second or third in his age group at races he lives in colorado he, a lot of the races he participates in are in the mountains i mean jeez. i mean it's bad enough to run in the mountains this exercise stuff it's way over Anyway, Bill started having problems with his hips and his legs, and he had to cut down on the racing for a while. Looked like he might not be able to do it even anymore. He had to find some way to manage the pain because he loves this. Everything he did take that would manage the pain made him feel sluggish and not himself. Then he heard about Relief Factor and decided to give it a try. Within a few weeks of taking it, Bill's pain had basically disappeared. Bill got his life back, and so can you. Relief Factor. It's not a drug, but it was developed by doctors, and 70% of the people who try Relief Factor go on to buy more because it works for them. Try the three-week quick start trial pack right now for $19.95. Three weeks. You should know if it's going to work for you or not by then. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com, 800-500-8384. What are we turning into? What is happening to our country? Well, if you're a longtime listener, you know what's happening and you've seen it coming. We have some shocking updates on the Great Reset that we have uh, received this week, even though I was gone, was working with the producers, and uh, they had uh, a chance to follow up on a lot of things. And we've had a couple of breakthroughs that are remarkable. We'll talk to you about early next week, but also something else that is, is happening. And that is on the border. I've told you before, many people have, I mean, it's only common sense. You start to open up the border and you start to say, you know what? We're going to give away American citizenship if you're here and you're going to have problems. Well, now the Biden administration is saying, don't come yet because we're going to change some of the ways you can come in and make it much, much easier. So don't come in yet. Just wait. Oh, my gosh. That's in step with the American people. One of the reasons I moved to Texas is because, A, I've lived here before. I lived in uh, Corpus Christi years ago in the 80s. That's when Texas was really Texas. It was all boot and hats and belts. 
It was an amazing place. It had a pride of its own. It still does in some places. In the bigger cities, however, things have changed. And I don't think for the better. I always liked Texas because, I don't know, it was just its own place. And it never degraded any other state. It was never, oh, your state sucks. It was always, oh, that's a great place. Horse is not Texas, but not every place can be. It had a pride and it had an understanding of common sense. This is the only state in the union when the Verona files were opened up. This is the only state that is on the border that Russia didn't have a plan for invading. They had a way to invade in Washington State and in uh, Maine and Michigan. They had a plan over invasion. California, Arizona, strangely, not Texas. And that's because they knew that Texans knew the Constitution, knew the enemies, and had guns. And they would defend their land because they were Texans. We are now being overrun because the people in Washington have so convinced anybody and everybody that if you are for secure borders, you're a racist. And they've shocked enough people into being quiet. In the 1980s, and then I lived here again, I lived in Houston in the 1990s. Uh, they would have never put up. There would have at least been, I don't know, a couple of angry letters to the editor. There would have been people outside of the mayor's office demanding answers. So far, it feels like we're alone. Let me tell you the story. Citing strain on the immigration system at the border, the U.S. government plans to house up to 3,000 immigrant teenagers, all male, at the K. Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center in downtown Dallas. According to a memo sent to the Dallas City Council starting this week, possibly today, Immigrant teenage boys aged 15 to 17 will be bussed in and housed at the convention center for up to three months. The Border Patrol is generally supposed to detain children no more than three days, but there is currently almost no space in the health and human services system. They've used all of the, they've used all of the cages that they were so outraged by. Last week, Homeland Security Secretary uh, Alejandro, is it Mayorkas, ordered FEMA to help manage and care for children crossing the border. One tent facility in the town of Donna, Texas, already has over a thousand teens and children. Have you ever heard of the town Donna? Look up its population. What is what is a thousand teenagers done to Donna, Texas? Border agents are apprehending over 400 children a day on average, far more than the number of children that HHS is processing and releasing to sponsors. This is a really big deal. 3,000 teenage boys living in a convention center for potentially three months. The Biden administration is going to wear out the thesaurus 
trying to come up with ways to avoid calling this a full-blown immigration crisis. But they're, they're, they're still using all kinds of other words other than crisis on the border that we caused. Now, we have some questions. And we've started to ask them. Why did HHS apparently sidestep Governor Abbott's office and go directly to the city of Dallas? Now, the office of Dallas County Commissioner J.J. Koch has showed us correspondence between his office and a member of Governor Abbott's office from Monday, in which the governor's office says, and I quote, we were made aware of this late last night that FEMA was dealing directly with Dallas. The state is not involved, end quote. So why isn't the state involved? Why was there apparently no discussion nor debate among the Dallas County commissioners about whether to approve the lease with FEMA? Were any of any rational person's concerns addressed about COVID-19 testing for the teenagers? Did anyone from the city of Dallas or Dallas County speak with Governor Abbott's office before approving this plan? My producer has posed these and other questions to the city of Dallas. Let me give you our first report. At first, we only received this generic message from the city manager, and I quote, We are committed to working with our federal partners to accommodate the request to utilize our facilities, period. Collective action is necessary, and we will do our best to support this humanitarian effort, period. We didn't like that response. Seemed too easy. So we pressed. We said we have a lot of unanswered questions here. And they offered finally some semi-answers late last night. On the question of whether the city council members discussed this arrangement first, the city says, quote, the request from FEMA to rent space at the convention center is being handled as requests from any other vendor through convention center management. Now, this is interesting. So you're treating them just like the balloon convention? Or the convention of clowns or the NRA or a car convention, a car show. Really? FEMA is just another vendor? Because I've been to a lot of like auto shows and stuff. I've never. Have you stayed overnight at the convention center on those? I have not. I've been to an auto show at that convention center, but we did right. not sleep there. You didn't sleep there. No. Or huh. for, not even for a few months, did you, let alone. Did you, know, you shower in the bathrooms there? Cause no. 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 Huh. Saw some cars. Saw some cars. Yeah, they're parked inside. We walked and, around and looked but at But once you were in, you could stay there for as long as you wanted? Until they closed that evening, yes. Huh. That's mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. That's weird. On the question who gave the final approval for the city to host the uh, lease, the city of Dallas says, quote, convention center space uses agreements that are authorized by convention center management. Wow. So the city is... Throwing the convention center under the bus. I would think that somebody at the convention center would say, well, we don't really have people live here. You know, when the clown convention comes, uh, the clowns all go home and we lock the doors. Uh, We're not really a hotel or anything like that. But apparently, no, uh -uh. 
Nope. The convention center was just like, yep, you got it. We just have this regular old lease. It covers all of that. We've asked to see a copy of the lease, but the city says, quote, the final use agreement has not yet been signed and this information is not yet available. Wait a minute. So they're shipping these guys in beginning possibly today and you don't have a signed lease. Wow. That's quite a breakthrough. It's, it's like I don't really have a lease for the theater that we're going to go do our show at. But we're pretty sure it's going to be okay, so we're just going to start unloading the trucks. Never would happen. As for whether the city spoke with Governor Abbott's office about this arrangement, the city says, quote, Staff is not aware of any conversations with Governor Abbott's office related to this initiative. Really? The Dallas City Manager's office told us to refer any other questions to HHS. So we did. Questions like, will these teenagers be tested for COVID before they are moved to Dallas? What will happen to anyone who is testing positive? HHS tells us, yes, we're going to test the teenagers for COVID-19. But didn't respond to, when will it be done? At the border? Or after the long bus trip and the standing in a convention center in the middle of a giant American city. They also refuse to answer the question, what will be done with anyone who tests positive? Maybe we'll send them up to a nursing home in New York. We also ask how long these teens are going to be housed at the convention center, and will they be allowed to leave the convention center at any time during their stay? Like, I just want to go take a walk. Just want to go shopping. Oh, well, do you promise you'll be right back? Sure, I do. HHS tells us that the site is, quote, intended for use as a temporary measure. Well, I'm glad we're not building condos in it. We also asked which government leadership in Texas was consulted before making this arrangement, who approved the arrangement to house them at the convention center in Dallas. HHS has yet to respond to any of our questions. Still a lot of questions surrounding such a major undertaking. FEMA went directly to the Dallas Convention Center and nobody apparently thought maybe I should run this by somebody in the city. Nobody. Nobody was involved except the Convention Center. Now that seems like quite an impossibility unless the Convention Center is completely inept which I don't tend to believe. But unless somebody at the convention center disputes what the city says, I guess we have to go with the convention center is run by a bunch of morons. It's interesting that a convention center can make a decision to host 3,000 migrant teenagers and have them live at the city's convention center for 90 days, just like that. Everybody should know we have submitted an open records request for all correspondence between the federal government and the city of Dallas. And I think we should open it, too, for the governor's office, because this is really unusual. 
maybe that will provide better answers. But we're coming. More in a minute. My Patriot Supply. As you know, we're partner with My Patriot Supply because unlike a lot of their competition, they are focused on delivering the highest food quality storage. When I first started doing my uh, research on food storage, I was amazed at how many companies just don't give a flying crap what it tastes like, how many calories it actually is providing, what it tastes like 10 years down the road. This is the thing I really love about My Patriot Supply because they really care about the taste and the nutrition they care. They expect that you're going to use this at some point when there is something going wrong. Every single American should have some food storage on hand. And my Patriot Supply makes it super easy. It's been over a year since they were able to offer a discount because the supply lines were so strained throughout the covid. But uh, they have a special for you right now. You can save $50 off a four-week supply when you go to preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. Maybe you're not thinking about this, but I urge you to do it now. These are the times that I have told you were coming. This is the beginning of a brand new phase in America. It's a month's worth of breakfast, lunches, dinners, averaging 2,000 calories per day, plus the peace of mind that comes with the My Patriot Supply name. Order before 3 p.m. and it will ship today, discreetly, right to your front door. So don't wait. Go to preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Thank you uh, for listening to the program, and thank you to the two clowns. We hired some clowns yesterday, uh, the day before, to fill in. Uh, never hired clowns before, but uh, no. I hear they did an okay job. And I, the, the reviews are yeah. in. Are they? And, uh, they, are, they are mediocre. You're right. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks so much for filling in for me the last few days. I've had serious issues with my, uh, my back. You still have them, and <clears throat> it's clear by looking at you, you're in com- incredible pain throughout yeah. the entire program. But I'm here like a trooper. <laughs> um, all right. Enough with the mask thing. I want you to, let's see, who printed this story? This is from the Daily Caller. I want you to print this story out. I want you to keep it. I want you to keep a digital copy of it. And anybody who says anything at all about you not wearing masks and you don't care and it's you Trump supporters and you you uh, conservatives that just don't care. Uh, the House Democrats blocked a proposal Tuesday that would have required all illegal immigrants to test negative for the coronavirus before they were released into the U.S. The requiring every alien receive a COVID test or react was introduced by uh, the Republican Iowa freshman Miller Meeks. It would They're rec- trying to rip her out of Congress, by the way. Oh, of course they would. They're She's so racist. To, well, she won her election by six votes. And they're trying to literally get a House vote to remove her and just give it to the Democrat. That is literally in process as we speak. The people who are sitting here saying, oh, well, you know, don't don't question those election results. 
they're she's been in office for months and they're trying to remove her so the democrats can uh, vote her out well one of the reasons i'm sure why is because she's saying hey if we care so much about covid and you're saying it's so dangerous which it is maybe instead of lecturing everybody about masks and everything else you should just make sure that anyone coming into the country because i know i can't come into the country if i have covid you know i go to mexico they're gonna test me if i have it i'm not coming why aren't you doing that with the people who are coming across the border you should require it nah some of them have tested positive and they're still letting them out this is the glenn Beck program melanie lives in georgia Oof, sorry about that she writes in about her dog's experience with rough greens she writes i was skeptical about trying rough greens i wasn't sure my dog would even eat it boy was i wrong my dog loves rough greens now he will only eat the food i put rough greens on and he has so much more energy thank you so much rough greens sounds like melanie's dog had a pretty good experience with rough greens as did mine as did Stu's. it's great it's great a great thing that he did because rough greens is chock full of vitamins and minerals as well as things like omega oils antioxidants and probiotics all the stuff that contributes to a much happier and healthier life for your dog so how about you if you're skeptical about whether your dog is, is going to eat it or love it as much as our dogs do, most dogs go crazy. Uh, they love it so much. But what about your dog? Well, right now you can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog just to try out. All you pay is shipping. If he loves it as much as our dog does, continue to feed him Rough Greens and you're going to see remarkable results in your dog's health and attitude and activity level. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. There's so much division in our society today, but we can all agree that Nancy Pelosi sucks. Get your Nancy Pelosi sucks pen at nancypelosisuckspen.com. Wow, bringing us together. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Uh, more COVID nonsense coming from Michigan. There is a Michigan bistro and pizzeria that... Uh, has vowed to stay open, but there has been a bench warrant issued for Marlena. Uh, Hock- How do you say it? Hockney? Hockney. Marlena Hockney. Uh, and she is with us now. Uh, and she may be going to jail today. Marlena, how are you? Wonderful. You're wonderful. You may be going to jail today. Yes, I stay strong because I'm not going to let the government intimidate me or put fear in me. I'm going to stay strong. I'm not going to surround myself. I'm going to keep fighting for American freedom and for us constitutional protected rights. Your, um, your maiden name, if I'm not mistaken, is Pavlos, right? Yes. And that's... you are an immigrant from Poland? Yes, that's correct. I escaped communists in 1983. I went to Greece, and I was there in a refugee camp. I went through Red Cross to, you know, apply to be able to come to U.S. And I came to U.S. 1988 and become citizen 1992. So, Marlena, I just want to concentrate on this for just a second. Um, when you were in Poland, what was the view of America? behind the Iron Curtain for this you. This is the greatest country in the whole world. This is the freedom and better life 
that every human being in the whole world is dreaming to come to America. So this was my, my, my biggest dream. And did you feel that you, when you got here, that you were part of that country? Did you feel like uh, you found the dream? Yes, I did, because this country has got opportunity. If you work hard, which I always have a two jobs, you can accomplish a lot of things. People who want to work, you can do it. People who don't, they don't. But you have the capability to make something better than in my country. In my country, I can work two jobs for minimum pay, and I will never be able to have what I have in this country. So you're in Michigan, and COVID happened. Um, did you at first, you know, for the 15 days, did you at all ever close your bistro and pizzeria? The first round, like everybody else at the beginning, which was, I think, February or March 15, I mm -hmm. closed for three, four years like everybody else. I followed the rules because we know that everybody say it was pandemic and yeah. the virus and so on. So, so you I closed for three rules. months? Yes, like everybody else, okay. I follow the rules, okay. which we opened, I think, was, if I'm correct, June 14. Right. And what happened then that made you say, I'm not going to follow the rules anymore? Because, in my opinion, the government Whitman we have here in Michigan, she overstands her power. She don't have no rights to impose those rules and regulations. And we, as a people, we have to stand up because that's not right. She's abusing the power. So I decide we, the small business owners, we have to take control against this tyranny because we, the people, we have to have jobs to be able to survive. Government and government agency, they have a job security. They are our servants. And we, the people, we have to fight for us existence and keep working. So I decide they don't going to close me down. They don't going to rule me because I'm in charge of my property. I pay the property taxes. I didn't see that the government will give me any break or any business, small business that say, oh, guys, it's COVID-19. Everybody don't have to pay property taxes. Hmm. No, she don't impose that. So we, the people, we have to take control because we have enough we, the people, cannot see sign of tyranny. We, the people, and unfortunately, lose the blessing of the liberty and freedom of a republic from the government. There's a guy who was, uh, who was thinking about running for governor here in uh, Texas. He's a movie star. And I just read a quote from him. He said, I don't understand the problem. So you're asked to give up a little freedom uh, for the time being. But... Uh, you get more freedom if you just do what is you're told to do, and uh, you get more freedom in the end. How would you no. answer that? I will not give up my freedom. Like I told you, government protects Antifa doings. Antifa destroy other people's property, business, and they don't keep them accountable. Bad things become good. The good things like me running my business and serve community, make a living, become bad. And they keep me accountable, and they want to put me in jail. Something wrong with this picture. So the judge give the order for bench warrant for my arrest without a band. That's 
against the constitutional protected rights that I do have. So I will not follow. Like I told you, until Mordek, Bilsa, Pennsylvania, number 319 U.S.105, no state may license a right and a charge a fee for it. So I can run my business without a license. This government agency they create because, as you know, we have America was a republic. Mm-hmm. And in 1871, they switched to cooperation. So now we have all this government and government agency. They create new branches. They create new jobs. And we, the people, pay more taxes. They in- keep increasing. And they get the money without doing the job they should. And we get slammed because we have to give up as rights because they impose all those rules and regulations. They want to increase more sex taxes. That's not right. We have to stand up and fight for our freedom well, and I, our constitutional protected rights. Marlene, I will tell you this. I, 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 I'm not sure about the 1871 thing, but we are entering a time where corporations and the government are one. And you can see that because the small businessman is shut out, but I can open up a Target or a, a Walmart or a Home Depot right next to your pizzeria and everybody can go in and be fine there. It seems the big businesses are not having to play by the same rules the small businesses are. No, because you see, different rules for different people, they discriminate against the small business owners. So You go to Target, you go everywhere place, they don't have to follow those rules like we do. We have to do the... Uh, take the names and the phone number and all other mm. rules, masking. Everyone does over there anything they want, and they don't go after them. They only go after us, and it, that's not right. We have to stop this. So let me Economic ask you, uh, uh, Marlena, now that you're here and you have to find it, I mean, for lack of a better word, ironic that America is doing this, are you seeing similarities at all that Americans wouldn't see with what you yes. experienced under Soviet rule? What's going right now, this is just the beginning of the communist regime. They try to take control. They try to give fear. They intimidate us. And that's wrong. We have to start producing goods because in my country, the Stores will be empty. Will be no jobs. We will have only government-created jobs, which was not many. Private business owners they be not able to run the business because they will charge them the tax extremely high. So it's not point to be even able to run the business. And the shelves will be empty, and was just. I mean. Poor conditions, and if you wanted to buy, like we will be given like one kilo meat per person. We will have like stamps, food stamps, so you can only get one kilo of meat, seventeen packs of cigarettes, one bottle of vodka, and if you wanted to buy anything, you will go in the front of the store and you will wait all night, and you don't know if you're gonna be able to buy anything because most of the time nobody will do delivery because nothing will come. So where but, do where do people like you? run if the united states continues to go down this path i don't know we have to create new leadership that will stand up 
and do the job right, mm. the greatest of the nation can only be measured by the virtual of its freedom and integrity of its authority to protect that freedom. Who's, who's in the background there? Is that your husband? I have, yes, I have Rick Martin, who is my counsel, oh, okay. assistant of counsel. So. Yeah. Well, I, um, Marlena, you make sure that if you're arrested, you let us know or he lets us know right away. We want to follow your story. Can I give you him for a moment so he can speak? Uh, real quick. I've only got about a minute left. This is Rick Martin. I'm Hi, Rick. Assistance of Counsel. How are you? Very good. Uh, I've only got a minute here. Anything to add on the chances of of the state getting away with this? No, absolutely not. The Constitution is a contract, and it's a limited contract. And we, the people, we made that contract for one reason. That was to protect our rights. And we only delegated. The word is delegated limited rights to the government. And they have no authority. And that's the question we always ask in the courtrooms, is show me by what authority you have to trespass on the rights of an American. And they can't answer that question. Well, but it doesn't seem in a lot of places that the courts even care about the Constitution that much anymore. Well, that's where we help. we have to teach the American people how to get into the courtroom and ask the right questions. And that's what the Constitutional Law Group has been doing since 1996. I have personally put more judges, prosecutors, and dirty politicians behind prison walls than any other group I know of in the country. And we're going to continue this fight. This fight is for the, the survival of our republic. And if we just sit on our hands and wait for somebody else to do it, it's not going to get done. So our, our prayer and our wish is to get everyone standing up and flexing those rights. I have traveled across the country and spent just under a quarter of a million dollars of my own money filing cases. Now, the courts are closed for a reason, because they're trying to deny us redress of our grievances. And we need to start cleaning up the court system. And I have remedy. My team, I have Dr. Judy Michaelvich, I've got Dr. Uh, David Martin. I've got a very powerful team of 30 doctors and uh, lawyers that are all time, over 80,000 hours a week. Give me the stop this tyranny. Give me the name of your group again. I want to look into it. Constitutional Law Group. Our web is constitutionallawgroup.us. And definitely get people to look into the resources. I will. We're showing how to get remedy. Thank you so much. We'll look into it and we'll uh, talk again, I'm sure. Thank you so much. Uh, By the way, if you would like to uh, support Marlena, you can go to GoFundMe. Support Marlena's Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria is where you will find a GoFundMe page to support her in, uh, in all that she is going through right now. Our uh, sponsor this half hour is LifeLock. The IRS just issued an urgent warning about a new scam to steal the electronic filing identification numbers from tax professionals over email. Now, here's the good news. Uh, they've, they've said we don't have to file them uh, for in April. We have to file them, I think, in May, right? Isn't it May 15th? They pushed it back a month? Yeah. 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 Uh, so, you know, they've, they've extended the time, which is great for us. But unfortunately, also great for hackers and people that are trying to get your information to file fraudulent tax returns because you won't know until after you filed your taxes. Somebody else may have already filed and gotten your refund. 
it is really important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day we put information out on the Internet and it's at it's at risk. No one can watch all of it at all times, but LifeLock is there. They're the best at watching and they have a team dedicated to solving the problem. If you eventually do run into a problem, they will help you get your good name and ID back. Right now, you can save 25% off your first year at lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK. That's lifelock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Promo code BECK. You're listening to the Glenn Beck Program. Hello and welcome to the pro- program. Um, I just I just want to ask... Um, <sighs> The U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin said yesterday that the Department of Defense will prioritize lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and intersex people in its decision making process. What? They're going to prioritize it. How about are you good at shooting a gun? How about do you are you saying and you want to fight for your country. How about that one? We should prioritize those guys. Are you smart and maybe could be, you know, a captain or, a, you know, a strategy guy? Are you really good at being a pilot? Are you really good at, you know, computer hacking? Whatever it is, are you good at that? Not, well, I don't know. Uh, I first want to ask you, are you queer? Are you transgender? Are you an intersex person? Because that's my priority here. We have, we have turned our whole nation upside down. And you know what? I, I, was, I was driving in today, and it might be the medication speaking here. So um, check on me next week if I'm still here. But I, I have to tell you, there's a story about a transgender woman wins the qualifying round for Miss Nevada, USA. Okay, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, You have to be a woman. Well, he says he's a woman. Doctor said he's a woman. That's not scientifically possible. And I'm not going to play this game anymore. Not going to play this. Bruce Jenner is still a man. And I feel for him. I really do. I, if that makes him happy, fine. And if you've gone through the surgery, you know, you've made a commitment to it. But you're still not a woman. You're still not a woman. I, we, I reject this anti-science nonsense. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk to you a little bit about Rectech. If you are looking to, uh, to have a great, great barbecue or griller or, a, uh, you know, a smoker... All in one. This thing can even bake. It is so good. It has smart grill technology, so it keeps a constant temperature. You can start it when you're away from the house. You can, uh, you know, start it from your living room. Just it's an app and you can control it. And it watches the temperature here in here in Texas. It's important because it could be 70 and in within an hour, it's like 35 degrees. Rectech is the way to go, and don't take my word for it. I want you to go look for the best grill out there, you know, Home Depot or wherever you look for your grills. You go and look for the best one they have, 
Then I want you to A-B compare that with a rec tech. They've cut out the middleman and all the money that they would have been splitting with Home Depot, they've put into it. So it blows the competition away. No competition. It's R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com. Rectech with a Q dot com. Do it now. Final hour of the uh, radio broadcast coming up. It's Thursday. Coming up this hour, it's all about immigration. Or is it? It's about illegal immigration and what our government is doing. We've got a couple of people I want to introduce you to. Uh, Later in the hour, I'm going to introduce you to the guy who found the money. He was in the uh, office. He was a former director of the Office of Management and Budget, the OMB, under Donald Trump. He's the guy who, with uh, help from somebody else in the office, found the money to be able to fund the border wall construction something that biden has stopped we're going to talk about biden's uh border policy but first we want to stop in dallas something is going on in dallas and we can't seem to get really a straight answer uh and it's something that doesn't make sense how does a convention center and we all know what a convention is. You know, you go to a NRA convention, you go to a car show, you buy a ticket, you go in, and then you leave when they're closing the doors. It's not a hotel. It's not some place where you can just house three or 4,000 teenagers for up to three months. But the Dallas Convention Center apparently just made that lease with FEMA. FEMA did not go through the governor, didn't go through the mayor's office. They um, apparently had authority to do all that on their own, and they didn't think twice about doing it, apparently. Well, we're going to see if we can get some more answers. Uh, We have the Dallas County Commissioner for District 2, who knows a little something about this. We're going to talk to him about 3,000 3,000 male teenagers housed at our convention center before, I guess, they're released into the general population from the border. We do that in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. All right. If you're uh, ready to, if you are uh, uh, ready to save some money, really save some money, be fiscally responsible. I urge you to do it. The Fed just came out and said that they are, uh, for some reason, not going to be raising interest rates. Stu, does this make sense to you? They're saying that inflation is coming, but they don't want to raise interest rates if it, over the next two years. Two years is a long time. It's a very you long time. Understand maybe coming out of this the pandemic, quarter. right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And but coming out of the pandemic mm. with all of this money washing in. You're going to have you're going to have uh, inflation. The job of the Fed, I've always been told, is to keep inflation under control. 
I don't know what they're doing, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I want you to get your financial house in order by looking at your mortgage and seeing if you can refinance now. If you can refinance your mortgage and you're paying three or four or five, six, any any percentage, really only over three percent. You owe it to yourself to see how much money you can save by calling American Financing. Without resetting the term of your loan, you could save hundreds of dollars a month. If you roll in, if you have big credit card bills, you're not going to pay them off if you're paying 15, 16, up to 20% interest every single month. You're never going to get behind, uh, get up from under the, uh, the pressure. It's going to be there. What you need to do is roll it in to your mortgage. Call American Financing. You could save up to $1,000 a month. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Dallas County Commissioner for District 2, J.J. Koch. He has been an active member of the Dallas County community for 18 years. He came to Dallas in uh, 2002 after graduating from uh, Duke. He has, he has been with law enforcement. He has um, he clerked for the law firm that, that had the Dallas uh, Police Association as one of their uh, clients. Uh, he began his legal career in the Dallas County District Attorney's Office. Uh, when he went into private pa- practice, he was uh, with the Dallas uh, FOP. So he's a, a guy who likes law and order. At least that's what uh, that's what his resume would give me the impression. Uh, I have not spoken to JJ myself. Welcome to the program, JJ uh, uh, Co. I'm sorry, Koch. Koch, it's yeah. okay, Glenn. Thank you for having me, and uh, you know it's it's great to be able to talk through these issues. So. I'm trying to understand here what is happening uh, with the Dallas Convention Center. Uh, We've got 3,000 males apparently could be started to be bussed in as of today. Uh, And these are all males that have come from uh, Mexico or someplace south of our border. And they have been caught at the border trying to come into our country illegally and now, because we don't have space, I guess, uh, we're done flooding all of the communities at the border. We're bringing them to Dallas and putting them in the convention center. How's that process work? Not well. Um, and I think the first problem is that you're trying to understand it, right? There's no understanding this. This is not a policy. This is something based on emotions. This is Joe Biden from the top saying, hey, listen, we're going to feel good about how generous we are in America. We're going to let all these folks in. If you're an unaccompanied minor and you're at the border, you're coming in without any real policy or planning behind what the implications of that are. And we are seeing the implications um, in gross detail. They're being delivered to our doorstep here in Dallas County. But, you know, there on the border, you have the administration now trying to cover up and hide the mess that it's made. So when it comes to the mess that's being made here in Dallas County, I'm, I'm sure myself and great many others here in Dallas County are interested in seeing, okay, what are we really doing here? And we're going to be asking for transparency. And so far, that's been shortcoming from the feds. So it's been shortcoming really from a lot of people. Um, we, we asked the city manager, uh, did, I mean, who did this? Who was involved in this? 
they're making it appear as though FEMA called the convention center themselves, and it was just between FEMA and the convention center. Nobody had to run this up the flagpole. Do you buy that, JJ? Um, I buy it in that technically that they can do it like that. Um, but, you know, functionally, as a matter of working with your partners and actually getting stuff done, you never, ever do that. You don't blow past your county folks, your city folks, and you most certainly, most certainly do not blow past your partner at the state level. I mean, I don't care how acrimonious the relationship is between a governor's office and that of the presidency. If you are bringing in FEMA, this is an emergency. This yes. is something that we are saying is important. So if it is so important, you sure as heck better get it right by having all the people there at the table to make it work. And they're not interested in making it work. They got their feel-good sugar rush. We let the people in. We did the thing that all the liberals love. And you know what, Texas, you're just going to have to clean up after the mess. Well, let's not go to the federal level yet. I kind of want to stay at the uh, the local level here. Um, I, I find it just breathtaking that a city that was arresting literally hairdressers for keeping their business open during COVID is allowing uh, all of these illegals into the center of the city, into our convention center. We don't even know if they were tested. Apparently, those who are testing coming across our border have a high infection rate. Mexico, we know, is looking at a rate of 40% of the population infected. And a city that was arresting hairdressers is bringing 3,000 people into the convention center that let's just let's buy into the bull crap that they've not been tested at all. Yeah, there's there's certainly uh, a lack of justice and a lack of you know moral equivalency, if you will, really doing the moral things uh, with every decision. But you know, to take a step back, you know, that, that contract. Right. So the feds came and asked to use the K. Bailey Hutchinson Center. The K. Bailey Hutchinson Center, in, in many aspects of itself, is a private entity. It's owned by the city. It's owned by the city, but it acts as a private body. And it's a really firm reminder for those of us that are, you know, consider ourselves conservatives that governments are not to own things. You know, that needs to be entirely in the hands of a private entity, a convention center, a hotel room. So when things like this happen, you don't have the perversion of you know, what, it, what should be a private thing for this public cause. Now, clearly the folks, you know, the, the city manager, you know, those that were in the city administration, Lincoln or not, of course, they were, you know, given the okay um, by those they care to listen to. And, you know, so that, that this type of thing is going to continue to happen unless we do a better job of, you know, constantly bird-dogging these issues when our local governments decide to, to get in private ventures. Would the city have allowed a hotel to take a bunch of people that were possibly infected and say, we're going to give them the whole, the whole hotel and they've got it for three months and we're not sure if they can come and go, but we're, they're saying that not, that they're not going to. We don't know who's been tested and who isn't. Would our city have allowed in COVID with all the restrictions that they've done, would our city allow that if it was private? I know for a fact the answer is no, because they were pushing back against having the Republican uh, National Convention here for three days, not 90 days. Uh, and they were doing everything they can to make sure to let folks know that if the convention had to be moved, it was not going to come to Dallas. Dallas was going to do everything they could to stop that from happening. 
So, you know, the hypocrisy is just astounding. So what are you doing at the county commissioner level? What can be done? Ask questions. Make sure that we get the transparency. I mean, I, you know, this is you know merely a county commissioner seat, but I represent you know well over seven hundred thousand folks, and they're going to get their answers. And I'm going to keep parsing for those answers. You know, what are we doing with these folks? Where are they going to be after they're here? Who are they really? You know, what kind of testing regime are we going to have? You know, are they victims? Are they those that are going to victimize? Uh, those in our population. I want answers. And, and, you know, for the vast majority of folks in my district, they want answers as well. Well, we sure would uh, like them uh, as well. We seem to be getting um, the runaround between all of the city agencies and uh, the convention center. The city is putting everything on the convention center, saying that they're handling this just as any other request from any other vendor. But I don't think other vendors say, can we rent it for three months and uh, and we're going to have all the people that are attending live there, shower there, eat there, go to the bathroom there. Uh, I don't think that's a usual contract, but apparently apparently it is, according to the city and the convention center. Uh, do you know when these people are coming in to Dallas? When does this begin? It should be arriving within the week which is extremely disturbing because I don't think um, they have all the things they need stood up already. So, I mean, this is um, really snake bit from the onset. And I've got, you know, I think we all have a bad feeling about this, but I just think regarding logistics, um, if, you know, I'm sure you've been around teenage boys. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to be around 15 teenage boys, let alone 3,000. I mean, they're going to be searching. Yeah. I mean, just if we're talking about, you know, normal teenage kids, right? Let's just go under that assumption because, you know, maybe there's plenty of that there. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to be looking for alcohol. They're going to be looking, you know, for, for, for women. I mean, these what things is, are going to happen. What, what could possibly happen at a convention center, you know, if you're, not com- if you're not prepared for it? I mean, does anybody remember the debacle of New Orleans? Yeah, exactly. And, you know, we've proven... Um, some pretty major failures within the city of Dallas when, you know, picking up folks or helping folks uh, that were coming uh, from the coast after hurricanes. So there had been temporary, um, you know, replacements at the Cape Bailey Hutchins Center. But let's be clear, like that was very temporary. And usually it was, you know, a processing station. You know, you get people there, you get them, you know, their Red Cross um, funds, a couple other things, and then they were probably being shipped to hotels and other places once they got themselves, you know, set basically for what the next step would be, the next couple months. But they were there for five days in transit. There's um, not, not this was not meant to be a detention center, and, and it's not going to act as that. It's going to basically, you know, we'll have three thousand kids dumped there, and you know, maybe a thousand will be left after the ninety days. Are they going to be allowed just to come and go as they please? From what I understand, I think that may be the case. Oh, my um, gosh. I, oh, my yeah, gosh. Because we're, we're not getting answers on the security piece. Um, you know, we're getting the assurances that it's not going to be a strain on DPD. Well, does that mean they're not, you know, barring the doors, if you will? Um, and, you know, there's still a real question of whether or not everyone in this cohort is actually 15 to 17. I'm sure there's some people that are, sure. you know, the 20-year-old that looks young and they're going to find themselves in Dallas and then, you know, oh, and just as really I'm above age. just as I'm uh, sure that there are some really, really good kids in this, there are also really, really bad kids there. And we don't know. Are they going to be tested for covid or not? Do you know? From what I, from what I understand, they're not. 
I mean, they're still creating privacy violations, and well, we don't want to get too into their business when. But screw my privacy, uh, my privacy on COVID. Yeah, there's a a whole host of instances where the federal government stepped right in and said, "No, no, no, we need to know if you have COVID or not." All right, this is a tremendous double standard again, tremendous hypocrisy. Thank you for again letting us know exactly who you are. It is quite amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, We'll be following this, JJ, and if there's any information. Uh, that you can turn us on to. We sure like to to hear it one way or another. I can't believe that the governor's office is not all up in arms on this uh, and uh, and stopping this. I mean, this is this is crazy. I saw the governor's press conference yesterday live. The governor is not happy about this, but um, you know we're in a situation where the federal government is holding a lot of local governments and state governments hostage. Uh, they, there are things they can do to make our lives much more difficult, whether sure. it's holding vaccine or dropping more folks within our cities. Sure. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure the governor probably has some pretty choice words to use, but has to choose his words carefully uh, unless he wants to you know, make it worse on the state of Texas. Well, I, you know, I would clear. just I would just like to remind uh, the governor and everyone involved in politics all across the country. It is our policy that we do not negotiate with terrorists. And if you are holding a a country or a state or a community hostage and forcing them to do something or you're going to do something terrible to them, no negotiation with you. You've already revealed that you are not an honorable person. This is reprehensible, reprehensible. Thank you so much, JJ. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. You bet. So uh, gold line. Did we have the gold? No, we don't. Next week, uh, Goldline sent a gold bar, and they were like, this is a loner. Uh, and it's for something I'll show you next week. It is, how many pounds is that, Stu? It's worth $300,000. <laughs> it was fun to hold. It's it definitely really heavy, very dense. Crazy, mm-hmm. crazy. Um, the financial institutions right now are out to win. And no matter how how many people, average Americans are screwed and how many people they have to step over to get their way, they will get their way. Uh, and it doesn't look like a lot of change is coming in your favor soon. A four hundred billion dollar stimulus package went out in direct checks. Four hundred billion dollars. The rest of it, the government will spend. I, I, I don't even know what it'll actually do besides enrich really bad people the best part is it's a loan all this money is a loan from the fed oh okay okay your great grandkids are going to be paying this off we could be enslaved because of all of this money the u.s dollar is in serious trouble and that's why physical gold means something it was amazing three hundred thousand dollar bar of gold it was stamped on it what was it twelve hundred sixty six dollars when it was made that's what was stamped on it something like that that. Mm -hmm. it's crazy um gold only goes up as the dollar goes down they are directly tied to each other don't wait call gold line now and see if gold or silver is right for you 866 gold line 866 gold line or goldline.com 10 seconds station id
So the uh, DOJ, I told you last hour, um, promoting and protecting the human rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and intersex persons around the world. The Secretary of Defense, priority number one, the priority of the DOJ now promoting and protecting the human rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer and intersect persons around the world. You know, I just maybe call me old fashioned, but I always thought the Pentagon's number one priority was to fight and win wars. <laughs> That's uh, okay, yes. boomer. Okay, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, back there was a time. Yeah, well, sure, sure. way back sure. in the day where the military was trying to defend the homeland. And, yeah, and and win wars, but yeah. that's long gone. For, for, we went, we we already, in fact, even in the distant past, you can still remember when it changed to making sure Muslims felt confident about their math skills. That is that even an old priority. Yeah, now. it is. We've now yeah. moved on to new, yeah. new and exciting, new and exciting things. things. Well, we didn't want to. We didn't want to classify a whole group of people as terrorists, no. right? You didn't want to do that. You wanted to make sure you were very, very specific. Those old timey days—they're not oh, coming back. Those are long gone. Those are long gone. Because apparently, we know who a violent, uh, homegrown terrorist is. Wait until tomorrow. I'm gonna. I'm gonna read something that's from NPR that will boggle your mind directly comparing isis members to trump supporters i mean it's it's obscene what's going on and uh don't think our enemies aren't noticing more in just a second oh by the way don lemon says he knows what christ really looked like and he was black so Don Lemon's idea, uh, theology is uh, the Church of Don is an interesting place to be. Not really. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Melanie lives in Georgia. She writes in about her dog's experience with uh, uh, Rough Greens. It's Hustler. Well, Rough Greens had her dog out there pooping and watering the lawn, and it was a beautiful, beautiful lawn, and then somebody had to come and mow it. Mm. That's where Hustler Turf comes in. Wow. Mowing your lawn is kind of a pain in the butt. Uh, Even if you have a riding lawnmower, you're out in the heat, which seems like hours. How about if we cut that time in half? In half. We can do it with a Hustler Turf zero-turn lawnmower. Now, these are the people that invented the zero-turn, you know, before everybody's like, oh, there's this newfangled thing called zero-turn. Really? They've been doing it since, like, 1960. They are the ones that pioneered it. They're the ones that have built these things for some of the biggest lawns in the world, uh, like the ones that are in between our highways. Before you buy a mower, do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Go out and look at all the best uh, lawnmowers out there. Then find yourself a Hustler dealer and go test drive one. You will see the difference. HustlerTurf.com. That's HustlerTurf.com. And you can watch this radio show every day on Blaze TV. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off that subscription to Blaze TV. Continuing our theme on the uh, border, we have somebody that is going to give us a lot of stats on what's really going on um, on the border, but I would love to have him back again. He is currently the president of the Center for American Restoration. 
but he was the former director of office and management and budget. He was involved in a few things. Uh, he had a big hand in helping Trump slow down the dis- uh, disbursement of hurricane aid to Puerto Rico when there were all those problems. Uh, he also was the guy who uh, held up the aid to Ukraine where everybody said it was so bad. Turns out, mm, no, the president was right. Uh, to do that he is also the guy who helped find the money to build the border wall as uh, the uh, director of office and management and budget oh and the last thing he's known for is he's the guy that biden's people said we're obstructing uh his team from knowing anything uh on the transition and he wrote and he said i'm giving you everything that i can give you my office is working with your office but I'm not going to help you destroy everything that we've worked for. So you're going to have to wait until the inauguration on that. His name is Russ Vote, and he joins us now. Hi, Russ. Hey, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet, man. I've got so many questions, but I know we want to, because of our limited time, I want to focus on the border. Um, first of all, there is a, a compelling story um, out of Cochise County. Uh, where the the sheriff there is saying this is an absolute nightmare. They were building the fence, and then as soon as Biden got in, they stopped construction. So all the roads that were built for construction are all now being used by drug cartels, and nobody's doing anything about it, and they've made the problem much, much worse by stopping the construction. It is a complete mess. This administration has taken an ideological approach in which they have refused to account for all the steps that we put in place to be able to control the border after dealing with our own surges. It was the border. It was the remain in Mexico. It was the uh, changes to asylum. And all of these things were done uh, to deal with the imperfect nature of current law. And they have wiped those away, and now they have a massive problem on their hands. One of the main aspects is the border, and it it has made no sense. During the Obama years, the border was always a problem, and we were always getting these groups uh, that were, you know, marching people up. Uh, Trump had one group start to march up, but he dismantled that. Can you go into, were you part of that? Did you help turn those people around those, what was it, three or 4,000 people that were marching to the border? And he helped, he turned them around. Were you part of that? Uh, It was a team effort. My responsibilities were mainly to help with getting the resources for the wall, helping them to get some of the rules done that were needed to change the policies that were in place. But you're right, Glenn. The president dealt with similar surges uh, that were coming from the Central American countries, and he was able to put policies in place that dealt with them. Um, there, this is not rocket science, and particularly because we demonstrated over the last four years how to do it. What you can't do is then say to the entire world with a neon light, come to this country mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, we won't arrest you. It would be like me saying and putting out a public service announcement that says, I'm going on vacation and my house is unlocked, but don't come to my house and steal anything. I heard NPR today um, say that uh, Joe Biden is giving five billion dollars to these uh, countries south of the border. Uh, And uh, Trump's policy was he would deal with anything. Just uh, keep your people from coming up here. And so he was giving money to the shadiest dictators and everything else down there where where Biden, he's going to spend the money 
honorably. Can you tell me how the president, President Trump, was giving money to dictators and didn't care where that money went? Yeah, no, he actually put a hold on uh, a lot of foreign policy that he felt had some serious issues, whether that was Pakistan, whether that was funding in Gaza. Uh, And that was one of the things that we took quite a bit of heat on from uh, the Hill and the media is because we said, look, we're going to pause it. And, and these are wide open accounts. Unlike the current funding for the wall, uh, where there's not a lot of flexibility for the administration in foreign aid, you have quite a bit of flexibility. And so we put pauses on that funding to figure out where, what's a better use of the money with regard to Central America. We put a pause on it and said, look, we're not going to give you this money unless you uh, deal with the fact that you're sending huge swaths of your people north to our border. That's, and that's what caused it uh, to be able to negotiate uh, uh, agreements with, with those three countries in particular, and then to get uh, Mexico to start enforcing their southern border. And, and the, the threat of tariffs also helped with that matter. I want to talk to you a little bit about the, uh, the beds and the room for all of these um, um, illegals. Um, when when uh, President Obama was in office, I went down to the border. I was the first person to talk about these cages that they were keeping children in. And I thought it was wrong. I talked about it. No, one. I called Chuck Todd myself and said, look, this is what's going on in the border. It's a huge problem. And and children are being separated and just put in cages. They didn't care. Then Trump got in and it was a big deal. Now they're saying, no, those cages have been removed. Those cages don't even exist anymore. Uh, we've got them in, in really nice trailers now. But they're going to places like our convention center here in Dallas. Can you tell me the real situation on the ground? Do you have any idea? Yeah, so the, the process is, is this. When they come across the border, they're only, the kids are only allowed to be in these uh, in custom border patrol facilities for about 72 hours. So they have that shot clock that they're dealing with. But then they are transferred uh, to HHS and uh, the, in, in terms of uh, unaccompanied alien children. And that's what you're seeing the uh, rush to be able to figure out how to scale up with, with those uh, uh that in those those sets of individuals to be able to make sure that they uh, can uh, live while the HHS goes and tries to find a sponsor for them. And of course, you know, there is significant uh, things that we do. We don't make that we make it comfortable for them. So the American taxpayer uh, makes it so that those those kids, uh, once they're out of the, the Customs and Border Facility uh, uh, stations, uh, sometimes it's trailers, sometimes it's uh, retrofitting uh, an arena, but we, that's when the federal government steps in to try to scale up uh, the way station while we look for, for sponsors, and it can be you know, pretty costly. Um, and it's something that you don't have resources for in the moment when you have a surge come across. It's much more of something that needs to scale uh, over time, because if, if you're not dealing with a, a, a you know, a, a hard uh, facility, you're all, you're dealing with tent cities. So what do we have coming our way? I mean, we're already in the convention center business, and I'm not seeing this administration do anything to discourage. They're saying, don't come yet. Don't come right now. Uh, come later. Um, but I'm not seeing anything 
that is discouraging people or or, you know, uh, hurting the drug cartels business at all. If they continue down this road, what are we facing? I think we're going to see more of the same, Glenn. I don't I, I don't think you know, real change requires real change. And uh, they have an ideological problem. It's not just that they don't like the policies that we put in place to deal with, but they believe that everyone should be able to come, come to this country. And they have a built-in view that it's all as a result of fleeing persecution and violence. And that's not always the case. And when it is the case, it doesn't mean that there isn't better solutions on your way to America, that America doesn't have to be the final destination for everyone in this world. And those, the combination of those two worldview issues on a policy and from, a, uh, from the theory is going to make it very hard for them to get a handle on this. And so my concern is that um, they're going to need resources at some point to pay for these beds, to pay for these facilities. They're going to come calling to Congress. And at that point, my hope is that the slim majorities in the House and the Senate allow us to change policy to make it so that uh, we can get a handle on the border, even if they don't want to. Well, you've got a group of people that want to abolish ICE. What happens if they abolish ICE? What, what does that even mean to the average American? It, it, it's, it's another example of how far left and extreme their views are. Um, and, you know, if, if they're coming calling to Congress for, for resources, and the, the AOC contingency, the, the quad, is saying, look, we're not going to give them another dollar. Uh, hopefully that gives uh, Republicans a little bit of leverage to say, well, you're going to change our, our border policies so that we don't have these magnets in current law that attract uh, illegal aliens from across the country, across the world. As a guy who was the director of the OMB, and that job, if I'm not mistaken, is to implement, find the money and find the way to implement the policies that the president wants. It's a very powerful office. And as we have seen really uh, over the years, especially with Obama, once you institutionalize stuff, it's hard to claw it out. Um, I don't think Donald Trump institution, I don't think he got it. He was fighting so many fires. I don't think he had time or got it fully until maybe the, maybe until the, uh, the stuff with uh, Ukraine. But as a guy who sat there and watched all this, when they were coming in, what was th- what is the thing that worries you the most about the changes or the the switches that they are flipping? Yeah, they have a capacity to move with such speed and energy because the media doesn't report on anything that they're doing and they don't get the leaks from their own staff that many of us face. For those of us who had to live in a fishbowl, uh, that's the job we signed up for. We're happy to do it. But it is, it is much harder to control the, the message and, and, and to move forward and to get a hold of your agencies. Uh, it took me about three years to really uh, figure out all of the, uh, the tools that in my toolbox to, to be able to maneuver and to accomplish the president's agenda. So, you know, the things I'm most, they don't, so they were able to move very quickly once they came in. But the things that I'm most worried about is their ideological uh, disposition to put equity and critical race theory mm. in, as part of every single decision they make. And so they can use a place like OMB, which is involved in everything, to say, we're going to deal with equity and we're going to deal with climate, two uh, so-called emergencies that, in my view, do not exist 
uh, and use that agency to um, push it out for, on every policy that the federal yeah. government is involved with. We have something um, that we um, that we that happened to us this week that we've been doing investigations along those lines. And we're going to be revealing it next week, but it is they are moving at lightning speed and it is terrifying uh, if people don't understand what's really going on. Russ, I want to thank you so much for your service. I hope I, I, I know you're with the, the American Restoration Center that I'd have you on again and, and we can talk about that. Um, but thank you so much for everything you're doing and have done in the past. I, I got to believe in some ways it. Probably was the best times of your life, but also just total and complete L. It was a full-on blast. I love working for the president. I appreciate you getting our backs when, when it was necessary. Thanks for having me on. Thank Bye. you. I appreciate it, Russ. Thanks. So how long have you had your current mobile service? Are you one of those people who have bounced around uh, from seemingly good deal to seemingly good deal? One carrier to the next, only to find out that you're still paying through the nose no matter where you land. Or are you the type of the person that's been with the company since forever ago, despite the fact that you also are paying through the nose? All of this is to say that if you're one, if you're with one of the big mobile companies, you're likely not only paying way too much, but you also are funding leftist causes like Planned Parenthood while you're at it. If we're going to change the country, we have to put our money where our mouth is. And the left has done this for a very long time. Can you imagine if everyone today canceled within the sound of my voice, canceled their Verizon or their their big mobile company and switched over to Patriot Mobile? Do you know what an earthquake that would be? Do you know how these companies would respond? We never do this. It's time this month, get free premiere activation where they set up the phone for you. You'll get a special gift with the offer code Beck. Same service, lower price, and the values you believe in. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Beck. Or call 972-PATRIOT. I think there's no question that uh, some of the damaging rhetoric uh, that we saw uh, during the prior administration, totally. uh, blaming, uh, you know, calling COVID, uh, you know, the Wuhan virus or mm -hmm. other things, mm -hmm. um, uh, led, to, um, led to, you know, um, perceptions of perceptions. the Asian American community that are right. inaccurate, unfair, mm. uh, have uh, raised, um, you know, threatening, uh, have, has elevated threats against uh, Asian Americans. And we're seeing that uh, around the country. That's why even before the events of horrific events of last night, he felt it was important to raise this issue, elevate it during his first primetime sure. address, why he signed the executive order uh, earlier in his presidency. And he will continue to look for ways to elevate and talk about this issue. Okay, great. Uh, you know, it's funny, we've gone through all the details on the Asian American crime surge that really doesn't show any evidence whatsoever of white supremacy uh, at all across the country. But we are getting some really good updates to this storyline uh, new from uh, The Root today, uh, an online publication, uh, a story, whiteness is a pandemic. Whiteness is a pandemic. Whiteness is a public health crisis. It shortens life expectancies. It pollutes air. It constricts equilibrium. 
which I I can't tell you how many times I walk around town and, and constrict someone's equi- equilibrium. It's basically my hobby. Uh, it is an unbelievable piece that if written about any other group of people would be the biggest story in America, but let me give you the end of it. White supremacy is a virus, like other viruses, will not die until there are no bodies left for it to infect, which means the only way to stop it is to locate it, isolate it, extract it, and kill it. Imagine substituting a different color for white in a story like this. Brand new Studios America tonight. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Check it out on YouTube. We'll see you tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program.